I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Right now, I think the market's teetering on a pretty critical area up in these lofty levels. So in tonight's video, we're going to discuss how long the market can stay up at these lofty levels without really having the trapdoor effect because right now there appears to be a fight going on between the bulls and the bears. The last couple of days we've seen poor closes. The market has basically drifted away south into the close. I don't think that's positive information. We're going to talk through that. We're going to talk what some of the critical levels are meaning the critical price levels that we need to stay above to keep the uptrend intact. The uptrend meaning from a very short-term perspective. If some of these price levels are broken to the downside, we could see some sellers emerge. Here's how I want you to think about the market right now. When we think about the bulls and the bears, it's not a lot different than two football teams going at it up against each other back and forth down the field. Right now, the Bulls have the ball. However, let's just say right around where they are, maybe slightly lower, they're around the 50-yard line. And the way I mean that is either the Bulls are going to take the ball and run down the other side of the field, in this case back to the north side, or the Bears are going to take the ball and get deeper into the Bulls' territory and push the market down farther. Now, here's the problem with that. As the market, if the market, gets pushed down farther, we begin to discuss other gaps. So here's what happened today. Let's go down to an hourly chart, and let's just take a look to see what happened. Last night, we discussed the fact that we had a gap here, and was that gap going to be filled? Well, it was filled. We had a decent rally off that gap. But then we basically drifted sideways and then back toward that gap at the end of the day. Here's the same chart, only a 10-minute version. You can see the opening here. We gapped down. We filled that gap. The market rallied, came back to test it, rallied again, and then we started drifting and we had another poor close. So I'm watching that. I think it's important and interesting information relative to where we are in the markets. We are at lofty levels, so we always have to keep that in mind. The trend is higher. However, there's always a destination, and we may have reached that destination already. The market hasn't confirmed that, but I'm well aware that may be the case. So back to the daily chart. So here's what I'm looking at. So we're coming down a little bit, and this is normal garden variety market behavior. There's nothing wrong with pulling back after making a marginal new high. That's what was done yesterday. We made a marginal new high. That's okay. A pullback is okay. The problem is that if we begin to pull back farther and we begin to close down in this zone, even though it's a breakout area, What will happen in my eyes, and the way I'm looking at this, is we began making new closing highs. Not all-time highs, just recent highs. So here's the story. If I move the chart over, you'll notice where today's close was, 279.32. The closing high over here was 279.14. 
So we did have another closing high. We didn't close below that former closing high. If we do, I think that's the first sign of trouble. We're getting a little bit into the micro details, but the market's at lofty levels, and if selling begins, and here's where we need to pay attention, if, it's a big if, it's a capital I, it's a capital F. If selling begins, it can accelerate quickly. There are many reasons why selling can accelerate quickly, and I'll leave you with just one. How about last in, first out? There are a lot of buyers up here. As the market continues going higher, people get more bullish. There are a lot of buyers, and then all of a sudden, as market, if markets start to come down, they're the first ones out, and they do drive the market down farther faster. So here's what the sequence of events would look like if there was selling. We'll talk about both sides. We'll also talk about the north side. But if we began coming down, let's say we began getting down, opening, gapping down, opening down hard, whatever it is, 276 is very important. Let me put the cursor where 276 is. You can see that's where that range from the other day is. If I put a line right around this area, right around 276, and we go down to a 10-minute chart, and I go back in time, you'll start to see that this is that range that we were working with the other day, and when we gapped above it, as long as we held above this 276 and change area, the market was remaining bullish and was in fact the case. We came back for a retest, never hit it again, and then went higher. So that's an area that would normally provide some support if the market came down there, but if it didn't hold, let me go back to the daily chart and we'll talk about what would happen. So if that didn't hold, then the bears start looking and eyeing the gap down here that coincides with moving averages. So you see what can begin happening if selling ensues. So for me, what's the tip of the hand? I don't want to see hourly closes below 279. The market begins closing or the spider begins closing below 279 and I think we've got some more short-term selling on our hands. Does that mean that the entire rally has to be over? No, that's not what it means. Remember, we did this a couple of times already. I'll do it again. Market goes up, pulls back, goes up, pulls back or goes sideways, goes up, pulls back, goes up. Is it pulling back? Is it over? We don't know yet. It would be a guess and too presumptive to say so at this point. All I'm saying is if we pull back and we even did come to fill this gap into the moving averages, that doesn't mean the entire rally's over. It can be. It can also be a reset for another move higher to challenge the breakdown candle high all the way up here. Again, this is not in one bite type of scenario. I'm just giving you the bigger picture, what is possible from a longer term perspective, but keeping in mind, we could have seen another top. We'll see. And I do realize everybody wants to know, well, was it a top or wasn't a top? Which one is it? I don't know yet. Nobody knows yet. We've just had a new high made yesterday, We've had a little bit of a pullback off that high. In the big scheme of things, 
it's really just a matter of pennies from where we were in December. So the market is still bullish. It's still in an uptrend. And I don't want anybody to guess one way or the other. Keep in mind, there's always a trick, trap, fool, and frustrate component to these markets. Maybe they're trying to trick the bears into thinking it was a top. Maybe it's the reverse. We don't know yet, but the market will provide a clue. And when it does, there will be a trade in either direction. There always is. Speaking of, there's always another trade around the corner. Let's take a look inside the numbers and see what happens. So we discussed in yesterday's Common Sense Market Analysis video, we discussed that gap. The market filled that gap. I reminded traders early this morning about that gap. And here's what was said. Let's go up to the pre-market morning notes real quick. And the futures took an overnight dip following the poor close discussed in last night's Common Sense Market Analysis video. They've recovered much of the losses but still remain down. And not a surprise since there is a gap, it could get filled and would not be out of the ordinary. That was obvious. The early morning resistance appears to be around ES2796 and that's translated over into the spider numbers for traders inside the numbers hourly closes above will hand the ball back to the bulls and give them an opportunity to recapture 2800 that is what happened but they couldn't sustain it it will be important to see the reaction at the gap if filled and whether or not markets recover quickly or continue to drift lower now remember what we looked at on the charts we started to recover and then we started to drift that was a tell. I'm giving traders early in the morning things to look out for. This will be the tell going forward. Unless the volume and selling is heavy and hard, the likely outcome is just a pullback until and unless they take out the overnight lows, which did not happen on an hourly close, 27.83 and a quarter. That's on the ES. That's the futures contract. Also translated into the SPY numbers down below. Until and unless that happens, it's a pullback in an uptrend. Then I go on to say, there aren't a lot of stocks on the move today. However, a few might catch our attention if they get going. Now, before we get to those, let's recap real quick the midday update. The markets did everything we discussed. That's obvious. They filled the gap. That wasn't a shocker. The bogey for the remainder of the trading day is ES2790 and worst case, 2785. As long as markets remain above, the bulls haven't given the ball away. That is what happened. They made a run for that level at the end of the day, but they still closed above that level, so it's still okay in my mind. If the bears do take the ball, watch out, there are lower prices. And here again, I'm telling members inside the numbers, we're not going to lose sight of the fact markets have come a long way very fast. We're aware of all three sides of a coin. And then we go on to talk about stocks on the move. Let's talk about stocks on the move. There were no juicy morning gap trades this morning, but we did have some stocks on the move. So out of this list, there were five potential stocks on the move this morning and two hit their target prices, Cat and Home Depot. One opened below, it's discarded, it's off the board. 
Let's go take a look at Cat and Home Depot. And by the way, if you're wondering what those numbers are, you can take a snapshot and take a look at the S&P E-mini numbers or the SPY numbers or the crude oil numbers if that floats your boat. There's also other stuff in here too, but I know it's getting long in the tooth. How about Cat? The stock closes yesterday over 141, getting hit pretty hard at the open, identified a level at 135.50. This is right out of the course, folks. Look what happened when this stock came into that price level. Hit it, went a little bit below by pennies, took off to the upside like a rocket. This was on the board before 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Home Depot. Stock closes yesterday above 190, getting hit, or I should say getting a haircut at the open. 183 and a quarter was the number. Spikes through by just a few pennies. And you can see what happened. The stock takes off to the upside like a rocket, finishes near the highs of the day. Two stocks nailed the low of the day within pennies, and the rest were no trades. So the commentary is on point, the trades are on point. If this is something that you're interested to get each and every morning, go visit the website and take a closer look at what Inside the Numbers has to offer. There's a link underneath this video to mystrategicforecast.com. How about the IWM, my favorite market-leading indicator? So there was a gap down here and it did not get filled. Now, we're splitting hairs here because on the daily chart, it was filled. But there are some open gaps on other time frames I believe will get filled. They're only pennies away. Let me just show you what I'm referring to. You can see here on the 10-minute chart, there's a gap that should have got filled and didn't get filled that likely will be filled. On the hourly chart, same routine within pennies that will likely get filled. The question is, is the market weak or is it strong? Let's go back to the IWM and talk about what my favorite market leading indicator is telling us. And again, the IWM is leading the way. One day it's leading to the upside or indicating that way. And the next day, now it's leading to the downside, down by almost 1%. And it was leading. And you'll notice in the notes, I did discuss that in the midday update that I was watching the IWM. It was quote unquote of note. And so I was well aware that the IWM was weak and likely was going to prevent any kind of rally from happening in the market unless the IWM was able to get herself up off the ground. She was not. In terms of the big picture, is there anything different on this chart other than a down day? I don't love the fact that now we're back below the 200 period moving average, closed below it. That's not a positive. It's still in an uptrend. Look how far away we are from home base. We always have to keep in mind, markets don't love to get too far extended away from home base. Home base is the 20-period moving average, so there is a possibility that's all the IWM is doing is eating some time off the clock, allowing home base to creep up toward price, allowing price to creep down toward home base, and once they get close enough, we get a reset, and we could have higher prices if, in fact, higher prices are in the offing. Right now, however, the IWM was saying, watch out, there may be something more under the hood. As my favorite market-leading indicator, I have to take notice. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. The market, I believe, is at a very, very interesting area. I do think we're right around that 50-yard line. And I'm not saying the rally has to be over, but I do think 
the door is open for a larger correction from the new high that was made yesterday in the S&P. Again, not new all-time high, just new recent high from those pivots that we've discussed. And remember, and to reiterate one more time, we were never going to just waltz right through that area. Remember, a number of times I said, we're not going to just whistle past the graveyard. We used this chart, we used these pivots, this one, this one, and this one, right around that 279, 280, 281 area, and quote-unquote, we're not going to just whistle past the graveyard. Thus far, we haven't just whistled past the graveyard. The question is, was that the high, and are we going to see a more protracted decline, or are we going to see a softer correction, a reset, and more higher highs? That's really the question on the table. And I recognize that everybody's got their own opinion, and you're more than welcome to post that opinion underneath the video. And by the way, please do. And I do thank everybody for continuing to post comments underneath the video each and every night. And because I forgot to mention, hit the thumbs up button and go ahead and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this type of information. What's going on over in the transportation department? Well, it looks like we're getting some kind of rounded top going on over here. So we'll see if this is just a pullback or if it develops into something more. Remember, a couple of things going on here. Number one is, are they going to make a run for the breakdown candle high, 10,774? Item number two on the other side of the field is the transports have always been, or many, many times have been, the favorite canary in the coal mine. So by not reaching the breakdown candle high, is that telling us there's overall weakness underneath the hood across these markets and will the transports one more time be that canary in the coal mine i'm well aware of that it's a big puzzle piece it's on the table i'm watching very closely now before i said there are three sides to every coin here's another one of those sides so we're looking at the technology sector looking at the queues there's nothing wrong here we were basically flat on the day we're above the 200 period moving average and all the others there's absolutely nothing wrong with this chart whatsoever this is a chart that's bullish and it's not indicating any problems whatsoever so it's also a puzzle piece it's on the table you must look at both sides of the market and when you do if you get a picture that is clear as mud then you just don't do anything until clarity comes into your mind until you see a clear picture of what the charts are telling you so we certainly do have some conflicting data everything isn't an uptrend when you look at the bigger picture but there are some cracks in the armor we have to be aware of them they're all puzzle pieces they're on the table but this is certainly a bullish puzzle piece we have to be aware of it the cues are bullish. Nothing wrong here. Could they fail? Of course they can fail. But right now it's bullish. And where are they headed on the upside? Well, there's a pivot high or it's a candle high right here, 175.58. And then there's that gap right here, 177.29. Those are two juicy areas on the upside that we have yet to test. How about the financial district? So the XLF was down a few pennies today. Two-tenths of 1% is not a big deal. It's basically a nickel. So again, 
above all the moving averages except the 200. We do have a little bit of a tail candle. Maybe we go down lower, but what's supporting us is a couple of things. We have the 20-period moving average right below price, 26.15. It's not right below, but it's below price. Then you also have the breakup candle low right here, and that low comes in at 25.88. So there is some room, like to call it white space, between where price is currently and support on the downside. So also, this trend is higher. It's a bullish chart, but can have a correction. What is this chart really telling us right now? What it's telling me is it ran up to the 200-period moving average, couldn't get through, ran up to this red candle high, didn't quite make it, but it's consolidating. It's building energy to make another run for that gap that's right above the breakdown candle high. That's what a chart like this is normally saying. So when I look at this, I say, when just looking at the chart, forgetting everything else that we spoke about, all the other charts, whether things are bullish or bearish, uptrend or downtrend, I look at this in and of itself, independent of everything else, and I see a market that's acting normal looks to me like it's setting up for another push higher. Now, I can't really change my mind in its entirety until and unless the XLF closes below $25.88. Until and unless that happens, I have to go with it's in an uptrend and it's just pulling back a little bit from its recent new high. Nothing more, nothing less. Again, with that other side of the coin. Here's that third side of the coin, the SMH. So the SMH was down 1% today, but the SMH was screaming. Look where it made a new high yesterday, right at this breakdown candle high. So that high is 106.19. We did this yesterday. The high yesterday was 106.27, and now it's just pulling back a little bit, filled a gap down here. Nothing wrong with this. It's in a strong uptrend. Look at this uptrend. If I just did this and said... Here's a channel, okay? It's not a perfect channel. I'm just doing it for illustration purposes. This is a channel. Is there anything wrong here if we came down to this portion, the lower portion of the channel, and then we could potentially go higher again? That is certainly a possibility. What if the channel's broken on the downside? Different story. We'll read that book if we get to it. We're going to take a look at Apple. I know there's a lot of Appaloonians out there. We're going to skip golden oil. Nothing really much going on over there. So on Apple, again, this is in an uptrend trying to work its way higher. But it's not in the same position as a lot of the other markets. So we need to bear understanding of that. While we certainly can have higher prices in Apple, we can trade up to this 100 period moving average. We can fill the gap all the way up here at 185, give or take. And if the market remains in an uptrend, you're likely going to get a little more out of Apple on the upside. Maybe it does fill this gap. That's certainly possible, but we need to have in mind the weekly chart. Eventually, the market's going to find the top. Doesn't matter where or when it is right now. Maybe it's two weeks from now. Maybe it's 5% higher from now. Maybe it was yesterday. Either way, when the market turns down, Apple will turn down along with everything else. That's not a surprise to anybody. Keep in mind where it is 
And keep in mind, when the market turns down, you're looking at something like this in Apple. I don't know where Apple's going to top out. Let's say for the purposes of this conversation, we get up to 187. Wherever that becomes the top, Apple's going to have another leg down and will likely break these lows. I'm just making everybody aware of the scenario if the market is selling hard when that time comes again. What would change my mind in that scenario? What would change my mind is Apple closing on the week, meaning a Friday close above 190. That's almost the only thing that would change my mind on what I just drew out. And with that, I'm going to give it a wrap here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.